Proverbs 29:25 says this. The fear of man brings a snare or a trap. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. This morning I have a on my heart a message that's for a Christian, for the non-Christian, for those who are young and old, those who are young and just trying to find out about the Lord, and those that are old and have been a Christian for a long time, the message is the same. That there is going on some dangers in this world, a great many dangers. The Apostle Paul said in his time that there was conflicts without and fears within. So it's not like this is the only dangerous time that there ever was. But what we see all around us is a corrupt world. Corruption in government, corruption in business, corruption in the medical field, corruption everywhere, around, all over our society. Corruption in the church, in Christendom. But the message is, God is still is on His throne. This hasn't changed Him. His purposes will not be thwarted and that the end that he has designed is going to happen. We begin by looking in Revelation, third, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 12. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon with his angels fought. And they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice from saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, he accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore we so heavens, and you live in them. Woe to the heavens of the earth and the sea, for there is dev- the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows he only has a short time left. <clears throat> we read in the book of Job that Job 
was accused before God by the devil. Satan went before the devil. I mean, Satan went before God, before God's throne, and, and accused him. And falsely accused him. And it says that the devil goes before the throne of God, and he's, he's referred to as the accuser of the brethren, the saints, the church. And accuses them before God day and night. But that time has either come to an end or is coming to an end. And heaven is going, God's throne is going to be barred from the Satan and his angels, his demons, are no longer going to be allowed to come before the throne of God. And it says it's going to be a time when the Satan is going to have great wrath. And it says in the last verse of this chapter, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. War against the church, against the saints. To deceive them, to bring trouble against them. It's happening now. It's coming in the future. And because of it, because many in Christendom see what's on the horizon, there's a lot of fear in Christendom. There's a lot of fear in the church. And today, as we look at that, we read here, it says, that they, the church, in verse 11, overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and the word of their testimony, and did not love their lives unto death. They didn't follow their own way. They didn't give into deception, into the lust of the flesh, into all the evil around them. They didn't give into it. But they overcame it through the blood of Jesus and the word of their testimony. And they didn't love their lives here on this earth. Those are the ones who will overcome Satan. So what is the message? We see around us in our society a great many deceptions. You know, when I was a kid, I remember there was a lot of kids' movies that were coming out that had a lot of witchcraft and sorcery kind of woven into them. And as time went on, we've seen more and more magic and sorcery over the years being put into the entertainment world. And now it's on the Internet. It's in video games of all kinds that are on the internet or on every kind of media and now it's out in the open where there is witchcraft, sorcery being sold as science you can buy all kinds of equipment and all kinds of tools for whether they're crystal balls or anything it's all out in the open now and it's being offered to the children of our society. And it is a counterfeit. It is a counterfeit of the truth. And as we go into Revelation 13, we begin to read about the Antichrist, and it talks about 
in verse 5, And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. That's three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, in order to speak evil of his name, his tabernacle and those who live in the heavens. And it was granted him to make war against the saints and to overcome them. And have authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. And all who live on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lame, of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. The spirit of Antichrist is in the world, and the Antichrist is coming, but the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. And as he goes on, in verse 13, and he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who live on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who live on the earth to make an image to the beast who is wounded by the sword and lived. The beast is another name of the for the Antichrist. And he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that it should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to give receive a mark on the on their right hand or on their foreheads. King James Version says in their right hand or in their forehead that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666, or 666. What does all this mean? What does that have to do with today? I remember as a young Christian reading this and saying, how can the world, what is God going to, how is this going to happen that a man is going to be able to take over the authority over the whole world? But now we see it as younger generations are being enticed and drawn in to mysticism of all kinds, dark arts. Some of it's called science, ancient religions. Oh yes, all true. There is power in those things, but those powers are not from God. The Bible says to test all spirits, because not every spirit is from God. And those spirits have a certain amount of power and authority. And everyone whose name is not written in the book of life will worship the beast and his image, the Antichrist and his image. An image will be set up. So how can everybody in the whole world that's not, you know, that's not the Lord's. How can they see this image? Are they going to have to gather to this place it's at? With the technology we have, what do they call it? Zoom and all this other stuff? It's very easy for the whole world to project the image of this beast and, and command to worship it. And who's behind all this? As we read this whole thing, we see it's the fallen angel and his angels. 
Satan himself, the devil, Lucifer, who rebelled against God. He had power and authority, and he abused it, and he wanted to be God. And this ages-old conflict is now coming to a head at the point that we read in Revelation 13. It's coming. We are actually in the age of Antichrist now. You can see it being set up. We see the violence in the world that's creating great fear. Right in, this, in the city of Philadelphia, the gun, shot, the, gun, the gun violence that we hear about and see and, see and hear about, we read about, it's on the news every day. There's great fear. What's becoming of our world? What's coming, becoming of our cities? What's becoming of our society? It's the days of Noah. Jesus said the days of His coming would be like the days of Noah. That there would be great violence in the earth. Like the days of Noah. That man's heart would continually be to do evil. Jesus said the days of His coming would be like the days of Noah, would be like the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Where every kind of sexual immorality and perversion and adultery and every kind of perverse thing would be unleashed on the earth, just like it was in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Jesus said the days of his coming would be like the days of Noah and like the days of Lot. And all who dwell on the earth will worship Him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has the ears to hear this, let him hear it, because it's coming. People in generations past used to laugh and mock this passage, saying, how can everybody in the whole world get a mark on them or some... Or the original version says, in them. We know about technology today. How can to control all, through a mark, all the all the, the purchases in the whole world, all the business can be controlled through a marking system. Nobody's laughing at that anymore because the technology is here today. And it's been here for a while. And it's here today in 2021. Through computer implant, the the, the 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 chip implants, that it's able to happen now. The technology is here. If you have ears to hear it, then hear it, because this is what the Holy Spirit is saying to this world, to the church. The time is now to get right with God. Now is the time that the axe is laid to the root of the trees. And every tree that does not every tree that does not bear good fruit shall be cut off and cast into the fire. Some may say, well, nobody would do something like that in this modern world. People underestimate the level of deception of the enemy and how he's preparing 
and conditioning this world for what's coming. And people don't believe it, but it is happening. The only way to overcome it is through the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. And to not to love our lives to death. And that means now and today too. Not to give in to the way of the world, the way of the flesh. And to prepare ourselves. The book of Daniel chapter 3. This is a very familiar story. We've studied it before. Beginning in verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and his width was 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together his satraps, ministrators, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, and magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. So they were all gathered together in this plain of Dura. Verse 4. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, all this different music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship him shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. You know, it's, it's amazing to me to see how much this parallels what we just read in the book of Revelation. That here is a man who becomes an authority over... He becomes the most powerful man in the whole world. His kingdom is all of Western civilization at that time. And he proclaims himself to be a god that they should worship Him. To the point where if you, He sets up an image, just like it says in the book of Revelation, an image is set up, a statue. And look at the dimensions of it. Sixty by six. There's that number six again. So what's all this fascination with the number six? We're not quite sure. But in the book of Revelation, it says it's the number of a man. We know that man was created on the sixth day. The last day of, of six days of creation. Maybe that has something to do with it. But what we know is that it's 60 by 6. And it's set up in Babylon. And the book of Revelation talks about mystery Babylon. Talks about Babylon again in the book of Revelation. We didn't read that, but it does. And what we see here is that he calls everybody, all of his 
government officials together. And here's my statue of me. Bow down and worship me. As he proclaims himself to be a god. And we see that the Caesars proclaimed themselves to be gods later on and demanded worship. And so, we see the penalty for not worshiping this image is death. Same as it is in the book of Revelation. And so, there are those who did it. They didn't love their lives. They, they loved their lives and they did it. In, verse, in chapter 3 and verse 12, the complaint comes out, There are certain Jews among whom you have set you the fairs of your province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. And Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Do you hear what it says? It says that King Nebuchadnezzar went into a rage. It says, rage and fury. Isn't that what the Bible says we read in Revelation chapter 12? That Satan knows he only has a short time left and he went into a, he, he was full of fury and rage to make war on the saints? And that's what we see here. Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of horn, flute, and harp, and all these sounds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who shall deliver you from my hands? I'm giving you another chance, he says to him, to worship the image of me. <coughs> and he says, if you don't, I'm going to throw you in the furnace. He says, and who's the God that's going to deliver you? And that's the question today. Who's the God who's going to keep us today? And who's the God who's going to deliver us in times of fear and trial? It's the Lord Himself. The Lord said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He said it to Joshua. It's repeated in Hebrews 13. Verse 5, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. So in this age of Antichrist, we can quiver or fear and be a fear of the future. Or we can be secure that the Lord is with us. That He will never leave us or forsake us. Jesus said to His disciples before he, right before His ascension, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Even at the end of the age. That message is to those at the end of the age. The age of the church. The age of this world system. Those who were there when Jesus ascended, they went on to their reward. They're not here now. I will be with you always. The message to the disciples throughout the generations, even to the end of the age. He's with us. And to those who are in Christ, He's in us. His Spirit is in us. The answer from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in verse 16. They answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, and we will and will nor will we worship the golden image that you have set up. They didn't love their lives to death. But God's gonna God is able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't. We're not going to serve your gods. We're not going to worship your image. Verse 19. The Nebuchadnezzar was full full of fury and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke and commanded they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Nebuchadnezzar was a figure of Antichrist, no doubt. And his fury again, similar to what we read in the book of Revelation, the great fury that Satan has for those who dare in, in this modern technical world to still serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And with great fury, it says, he'll make war against the saints. And we must trust God like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And not love our lives, no matter what it means. Verse 20, He commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in His army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. And these men were bound in their coats, their pants, their turbans, their other garments, and were cast in the middle of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound 
tied up into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He got up in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Jesus was with them in their tribulation. And that is the message. He is with us, and He will be with us to the end. If we are in Christ, and we are the children of God, we are walking in the Spirit, He is with us, and He will continue with us until the end. As we walk with Him, He will walk with us as He did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In the book of Peter, he says, Brethren, don't be, stra- don't be surprised at the fiery trials which are about to try us. Yes, fiery trials await us too and have been happening now and will continue. If many of us have gone through fiery trials, are in fiery trials, and fiery trials yet await us. Apostle Paul talked about prison and bonds that were awaiting him. And he said, yet nothing was going to deter him. The fear of man is a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be safe. The world is clamoring peace and safety, like it says in Thessalonians, that when they cry out peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come upon them. In this last pandemic, the phrase be be safe was told to each other. You know, stay safe, be safe. They're clamoring for peace and safety. Sudden destruction is coming. Judgment is coming. God's judgment is coming. But we don't need to fear God's judgment. We need to fear God. Jesus says, fear Him. Fear God. Not fear man. Fear of man is a trap. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. verse 26, the Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, most servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Now he's not saying, who's the God that's going to deliver you? He's saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Higher than all his gods. The Most High God. So he called him out of the fire. In verse 27, Then all the the government people gathered together, and they saw these men on whom these bodies, the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments burned, their clothes weren't burned, and the smell of smoke was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel, or his messenger, 
and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a, a law that any people, nation, or language who speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a, a dunghill, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Needless to say, King Nebuchadnezzar was impressed. There is no other God who can deliver like our God. Yes, there is other spirits and other powers, the power of darkness. And we know many, unfortunately, who we've known and been acquainted with, unfortunately some who we've been related to, were involved in darkness, were involved in dark powers. And it's sad, but it's true, and we pray for them, that God will deliver them, we believe they will. But the whole world is being enticed into powers of darkness. You don't have to go very far. There's catalog stores on the internet to buy crystals, to buy books on, on, on the dark arts, on all kinds of magic, all kinds of sorcery, all kinds of witchcraft, which are forbidden, by the way, in the Holy Scriptures. They are forbidden both in the Old and the New Testament. And in, the, and in the midst of God's judgments towards the end of the book of Revelation, it says that even after many of God's judgments, that they refuse to repent of their sorceries, to repent of the evil, of, the, of all the idolatries that they have done. Oh yeah. Yes, the world has become an evil place where one and a half million babies are aborted, murdered every year in abortion right in this country, let alone the rest of the world. And they use it in cosmetics, the aborted babies. They use it for all kinds of injections to, to, to help to fight aging. The aborted babies being used for that. They're using it, I've heard, and on the internet... Kate showed me a children's hospital website where it talks about how they use fetal tissue. It's a fancy word, scientific word for uh, aborted babies. They use fetal tissue in their vaccines. Not just the vaccine for COVID, but in all vaccines. You say, well, what the heck is this world coming to? And I agree. This world is becoming dark. We are in the age of Antichrist. And we must prepare ourselves as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ and not love our lives to death. To be a light for those who are in darkness. Because the darkness is here. And it's all around us. We see it. We see the darkness all around us. Should we live in fear for ourselves? For our safety for the, for, the, for the safety of our children for the safety of our grandchildren should we live in fear of those things it says that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were bound for they were thrown in the fire but they are walking around free 
with the Lord Jesus in the fire. We can be free in the fire, not be bound with fear. <coughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were walking freely in the fire, and we can too. We don't have to be bound by fear, because God still hears us. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. He is a God who loves us. He is a God who fears us. Jesus said, Ask and you shall receive, that your joy might be full. He hasn't changed. It says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The throne of God will be set up in Jerusalem. And Jesus will sit on it. It's coming. says in the book of Daniel, where it also talks about the Antichrist, it says that those who are understanding will do great things. Those who understand in the midst of this flood of evil will do great things. I don't want to misquote it. Let me just go to it very quickly, the book of Daniel again. Later on in the book of Daniel. Thought I had it in my mind, but having And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, the heavens. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, seal up the, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. For many shall travel back and forth or run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. The message is for the time of the end. It's locked up until the time of the end. We see it being unlocked in our time. This is the time of the end that many go to and fro, they're traveling back and forth, and knowledge shall increase. Has knowledge ever increased like the time we live in now? 
where with the internet and all the, the search engines, so much information is available. Knowledge has increased, exploding. I remember 20-some years ago, they called this the information boom, or the knowledge boom. Yes, we are in that time. But it says, Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Yes, the enemy is attacking us, but those who are wise will counterattack. Attack and counterattack. We are in a war, and it is our goal and our aim to be victorious in it. And to turn many to righteousness, that God would use us to be a light to those who are in darkness. Even in the most troubling of times. So.